0: Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Friday! We have worked hard to get to this weekend. We've got all your NBA action covered from Thursday night around the association. I'm your host, Dave Defour joined by the Athletics, Wazni Lambre. What's up, Big Waz? I'm good, man. It's That's kind of hilarious slap. that she just said that. that, cool? that <laughs> <cool>? I think <laughs> this is the first time of I've ever been referred to as the Athletics. I'm, by the I'm Lambray. glad I could be your first. And Rob Lopez is staring at the remnants. Of his busted bracket. I guarantee it's terrible. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, everyone is getting shut down. The Warriors blast the Indiana Pacers, and the Kings are, I guess, clinging on to some playoff hopes. They're at least playing like it. But first, we had a young guard battle in Atlanta. The Hawks defeat the Jazz 117 to 114, thanks to Trey Young's 23 points, 11 assists, and a go ahead three point play at the end. Showed a a lot of poise there. Atlanta actually. A balanced attack, seven players in double figures tonight. Donovan Mitchell led the way for the Jazz with 34 points. This guy has put together a really nice season. Rudy Gobert, 12 points, 11 rebounds, his 57th double-double of the season. We are going to respect Rudy Gobert on this podcast. Utah led by five heading into the fourth, and then Atlanta just really turned it on. I mean, Kent Bazemore helped get it closer. Uh, Atlanta had or Utah had a, a nice lead up till the last couple minutes of the third and then Baysmore hit three threes heading into the fourth and, and cut it to five. And Atlanta was just fantastic down the stretch was um, this Hawks team man? Th- look, they're bad. They stink. Okay. They just don't have talent yet. They got a lot of young guys, but the future I think is really bright. They've got a bunch of young guys that are, that are looking like they're going to be real players.
1: Yeah, 100 150% and a lot of people are like, "Oh, they should have never traded back for Trey Young." And you know, they they they've been vindicated, man. And again, it's not like Trey Young is some all NBA threat type of guy already, right? But it's just the seeds are just there. You can see it in the feel in the just is is savvy. He's got so much uh just just grown man to his game like little quick twitches he he does. It's it's cool to see for a guy that young to have that many, that many moves already in the NBA. It's it's awesome. Now Utah, you know, the old cliche that this is around the time that this should be rounding into shape for the playoffs. And you know, this type of loss is a bad loss, but I think Donovan Mitchell coming out scoring 34 points, uh to me, he's what's gonna make them a a tough team to beat in the playoffs, right? If they would have somehow been able to pull the trigger for Mike Conley, I think just having another guy who can generate quality looks, whether it be for himself or others, would have made this team exponentially more dangerous. But, you know, as it stands right now, they're going to be a tough out because they, do, they can play, you know, up-in-your-ass defense, and they do have Donovan Mitchell, who is a guy who basically nobody can stop him. Uh, but, you know, I just I just wish they would have pulled that trigger for this playoff run.
0: It would have been nice. And, and like you said, Connolly was just the kind of guard that they were missing to pair with Donovan Mitchell. He's a guy yep. who can run the pick and roll. He can yep. shoot off the ball, which is, you know, that's what Rubio so really huge. kills him, right? Like they, yep. you don't worry about that shooting. And when they play favors and go bare together, which is great for their defense. Now you got, you know, Ricky Rubio out there. You've got no spacing. And so, I mean, Connelly just would have been huge, especially. You know, you know, Conley's balling out here toward the end of the season. And, yeah. um, you know, it would have been really nice if he was wearing that that Utah purple, uh, helping them out in this playoff race. Right now, if the playoffs started today, the Jazz are the seven seed. That means they're drawing the Nuggets. Um, it's all in flux in the middle of the West. You know, we got OKC. We got San Antonio. We got Utah. and We got the Clippers all with the same record. They're all 42 and 30. So we got 10 games to go. We got four teams tied. This feels like last season. Only none of these teams are going to miss the playoffs. So it's all about avoiding the Warriors. You do not want to be the eighth seed. And Utah really needed to win this game. I mean, Atlanta is not good. You gotta win the winnable games, and they just blew it tonight.
1: Yeah, it happens, man. It happens to the best of best of teams. But you know, again, down the stretch, you, you want to get a better seeding. Not to say that they should be afraid of playing Denver specifically, but you need to stay away from that eighth seed at all costs. And, you know, this this was not helping that.
0: I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think you want to play Houston, and I don't think you want to play the Warriors. I think that Denver and and Portland, assuming they're going to be the fourth seed, that's that's the move, yeah. right? So you either want to be fifth or you want to be seventh. And it's going to be tricky. I mean, I I think that these teams should just be trying to win out, right? Uh, I don't 100%. I don't know. Right. They're not going to. None of them are good enough to be like, oh, we'll pick this game to lose. You know? Yeah. I, no, no, no. And, and and by, and the, by the way, and
1: none of them are good enough to say, well, we're good enough. We're good enough for this matchup. It's like, nah, I don't think so. Utah, like <laughs> not, to, not to say that I don't think they would be it would be a really competitive series with Denver. A hundred percent. And everybody knows I'm not the highest person on Denver. Um, But, you know, the idea that they would that they could point to anybody and be like, well, we're not scared to play you. It's like, come on now. You just got to be by the Hawks.
0: Yeah, and, and Utah does have this defense that does keep them into a, in a lot of games. But man, in, in the playoffs, it's just if you can't get a bucket, you know, having one guy that can really score, that's going to that's a limiter. Hey guys, join us every day, Monday through Friday for the back-to-back FanDuel challenges. And if you win on Wednesdays, you get to come on the Friday mailbag. Go to fanduel.com B2B, sign up, deposit $5 and get $5 bonus in your bank from FanDuel. And you can play with B2B listeners every day, Monday through Friday, only $1 entry every day. Shout out to Claw11x for taking home the victory on Wednesday. He gets to come on the mailbag with us. So if you take home the victory in our Wednesday contest, you'll be joining us on an upcoming Friday mailbag. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash B2B. In news, Jimmer Fredette is back. Was, he signed a two-year deal with the Phoenix Suns. He is uh, fresh off a season playing for the Shanghai Dongfang in China, where he averaged 36 points, 5.6 rebounds. And 5.3 assists, playing 40 minutes a night over there. Uh, the Suns have a team option for the second season. Uh, was Rob was telling us before the show, it's first time in NBA history you've got two guys on the same team that have scored over 70 points in a game. How excited are you for the return of Jimmer?
1: I, I can't say I'm that excited. I, I didn't realize that it was a team option for the second year, so it was basically a one-year deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I, I didn't realize people can prove themselves in China. I, I Like, I, 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 I don't
0: know what to make of this deal. <laughs> you got to get Stephon Marbury back. I need yeah. the Stephon Marbury return tour. Come come play one more season, maybe in Minnesota. Be fun. In other news, speaking of Minnesota, uh, it's it's time to activate shutdown mode. We've only got like 10 games left. It's time to shut down these guys that are hurt that are uh, on teams that are out of the playoffs and want to improve their lottery position and in Minnesota they shut down three guys for the rest of the season Robert Covington with this knee bruise that that has been a little bit more serious than originally uh, thought Jeff Teague is out for the remainder of the season with a foot injury and Derrick Rose with the elbow injury. And Derrick Rose is actually going to be a free agent this summer. Uh, another free agent, although restricted Kelly Oubre has a thumb injury. He's going to have surgery. He is done for the year. And Tim Hardaway jr. Is out for the rest of the year with a stress fracture in his tibia. Um, doesn't Jeff really Teague change a much. Disappointed season, man. Who, who, was that? Jeff Teague. Yeah, it's a, it's a bummer, but you know, uh, I think Minnesota in general, kind of had a disappointing season just with the whole Jimmy Butler drama. And, you know, but the the silver lining is the way that Carl Anthony towns has played since the Butler trade, you got to look at him and say, okay, this could have been a lost season, but he really turned it on. His defense has improved. He's uh his effort has been great. And you got to see this guy who was just almost impossible to guard. Which is, you know, that's what we all thought we were going to get, you know, two years ago when everyone was saying, you know, this is like one of the 10 most valuable guys in the league. Uh, Maybe by, you know, middle of next year, we're all thinking about him that way again. And Marcus Smart was fined by the league, $50,000, but not suspended for shoving Joel Embiid in the back the other night in that Celtic Sixers game. Why is this the first time that you've ever seen a guy get ejected, get a flagrant, get ejected, get fined? For af- right after he flopped, <laughs> yeah, he flopped. Absolutely, right? but but he did. But but but
1: at the same time, man, I was fine with them tossing the guy. I'm fine with the fine because shoving the guy in the back while he's not looking—that's a—that's a sucker shove. <laughs> I just made that up. And there's no place in the game for that, Dave.
0: Yeah, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It's how guys get hurt. Um, you know, we gotta we gotta keep it clean. Uh, although I do love the energy Marcus smart brings, but you know, Brad Stevens was pissed at him. You know, these games are important for them and you can't just go flying off the handle. This is like, you know, like Draymond in the playoffs with the technicals and they're always worried about it. Like you can't, you just can't have it. The games are too important.
1: Make sure you guys get your tickets to Count the Dings live in Chicago, Illinois, at the Lincoln Hall on May 18th. That's myself, Black Trey, Amin Hassan, Ethan Sherwood-Strauss, Dave Dufault, Rob Roboto. Rob I was about to say Lobato, Man, Rob, I almost messed up your name. Jade Hoy, of course, the Evil Genius. Plenty of special guests in the building as always, man. Make sure you get your tickets at countthedings.com. You can go to my Twitter feed, Jade Hoy, anybody from the crew. Make sure you get your tickets. You won't want to miss that.
0: In other games around the league, the Charlotte Hornets defeat the Minnesota Timberwolves, who we were just talking about 113 to 106 in Charlotte. Kevin Walker with 31 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds, getting any bucket he wanted tonight. Carl Anthony Towns looked unguardable in the first half of this game. 21 points, 16 rebounds, 6 assists. Andrew Wiggins with 20 points, 5 rebounds. Malik Monk 14 points and Jeremy Lamb with 13 and 10 rebounds off the bench in Washington. The Nuggets defeat the Wizards 113 to one Oh eight Denver again, the balanced attack. And this is why I love this team. They had eight players in double figures, Nikola Jokic, 15 points, 11 assists, six rebounds. The Nuggets bench outscored the Wizards bench 40 to 14. Bradley Beal had 25 points, eight assists was, you know, we talk a lot in the, about the playoffs. You get these shorter rotations. But having a deep bench full of guys is so huge because we know injuries affect every playoff team every year. Next man up mentality. That's how the Nuggets have put together this season.
1: And like we mentioned before, it's just about having pieces for different matchups, right? Like depending on your matchup, you might need a different guy for a different situation. It's being situationally sound, meaning like I can do anything at any given moment of the game. That's huge.
0: Absolutely. And the Kings defeat the Mavericks in Sacramento, 116 to 100. Buddy Heald was on fire. He hit seven threes tonight, had 29 points. Marvin Bagley continues to have a nice second half of the season. 22 points, 12 rebounds. Justin Jackson revenge game against Sacramento had 19 points and five rebounds. Harrison Barnes with 16 and six. Uh, it's, a, it's a shame that the Kings aren't going to make the playoffs because they're one of my favorite teams to watch.
1: Yeah, but they've got a lot to build on, man. Between Bagley, between obviously De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Healed, Harry Giles, uh, they're just it's looking amazing down the stretch. Like They have a nice, beautiful core. Uh, I think they—obviously, I, I believe they're going to make noise next year, especially De'Aaron Fox particularly because he just seems like a gamer. He seems like a guy who's incessant about making sure that he's improving upon his game each and every summer. Uh, I think they, they're going to be exciting next season as well.
0: In Phoenix, the the Pistons defeat the Suns 118-98 thanks to Black Trey showing up. (laughs) Shouts to Black Trey. Uh, Wayne Ellington with 23 points, six three-pointers in this one. Blake Griffin, 17 points, eight assists, seven rebounds. Waz, this is probably Blake's best season of his career. Like, the numbers might not say it, but just all around, like he's essentially been their point guard all year. He's throwing some of the most ridiculous passes I've ever seen from a guy who, you know – wasn't really known as a, a, a great passer. He's been a great passer, but wasn't known as one, right? Like right. he was known as a dunker yeah. and now he's just reinvented himself. It's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, you know what? It's like
1: Detroit is an ideal situation. He never wanted to be traded. He didn't think this was gonna happen. He shows up, and it's—I just love the professionalism that he's displayed. He came in this season in great shape. Obviously, made improvements to his game. He's an all-around player, like, and he's—and he's so good at so many different things. He's the type of player where he can't really have a bad game because he's able to affect the game in so many different ways. So it's nice to see. But me personally, I will always remember fourteen. 15, 15, that first round series against the Spurs, what he did with, he was just incredible. I'll always remember that series um, forever. And so, you know, it's nice to see that he's still doing his
0: thing. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the leadership, man. I mean, he could have, he could have pouted. Plenty of guys have been traded to places they don't want to be. And they pout and he, instead he's shown up. And it, I think it's really impressive, really commendable. And he's leading the Pistons to the playoffs. Um, I loved his comments earlier in the season where he was just not happy with, with Mediocre the quality effort. of their Yeah, playoffs. Right. Uh-huh. So they were winning some games, but he was like, you know, we could be better than this. And and they have been, which is what he wanted in, in the first place. You know, like he, he held them to a standard and they're starting to meet it. And it's, it's a nice story uh, for Phoenix, Devin Booker, 26 points, five rebounds DeAndre Ayton continues his nice rookie season 20 points 8 rebounds Andre Drummond uh, had 16 points 19 rebounds uh the Pistons are currently the 6 seed if if the playoffs started today they'd be matched up with the Sixers now Sixers have a ton of talent but they're still figuring out the chemistry a little bit uh would you be worried at all if you were the Sixers and had to play the Pistons
1: I like the Pistons they're scrappy again of course I love Blake Griffin but nah, I, I you know, I, I I, think they'd have a puncher's chance because they have good coaching and they play hard. And lately they've been actually actually executing. But I think the Sixers would just overwhelm them. Talent-wise. And Embiid
0: owns that Andre Drummond matchup. I mean, yeah, literally he's he, he's yeah. running
1: property in, in that guy's head.
0: Oh, yeah. And uh, in the last game of the night, the Warriors defeat the Pacers 112 to 89. The score in this game was 19 to 19 after the first quarter. They didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be there. Oz <laughs> didn't want to be there. I mean, it was it was brutal. Uh, but then clearly, the Warriors turned it on as they are apt to do. Demarcus Cousins led the way with 19 points, 11 rebounds. Steph Curry, 15 points, seven assists. Kevin Durant, 15 points, six assists, three blocks. The Warriors moved to 35 and six when they hit at least 13 threes in a game. And guess what? They averaged 13 threes a game. That's how I found this stat. <laughs> I wanted to see. That's like crap. that's kind of their magic number. I mean, 35 and 6, man. That's over the course of a season. Yeah, you want know, pace p- for 70 wins. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here, man. Every so, time uh, they hit their average. That's right. All they got to do is hit 13 threes a game, and it's a wrap. Uh, Tyreek Evans had a had a decent game, 20 points off the bench. Uh, Pacers are the four seed. Lead Boston by a half game. I it feels like that's probably the matchup we're gonna wind up with. That four five Pacers Celtics. And and thank God for it. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, man. Like the Pacers are scrappy. They're scrappy and you know they <sighs> Miles the Turner, lucky. It,
1: let's just put it that it, way. Yes, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> like, I love Miles Turner. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I mess with Tyreek Evans. I mess with the effort that these guys bring in every single day, night in, night out. It's commendable. It's a testament to Nick McMillan, the type of coach that he is, that he can elicit this type of energy and effort from his guys. Like, as much as we complain about NBA effort on a night-to-night basis, this team is Given it they're all every single game, but I, I just think they'll be overwhelmed by the by
0: the Celtics. Yeah, I think it's it's not gonna be good. Uh in the lines of the night, all right, Kemba Walker, thirty-one points, six assists, five rebounds. Donovan Mitchell, thirty-four points in the loss, and Buddy Healed with twenty nine points. He hit seven threes in this one, Wise. Who are you gonna go with?
1: I'm gonna go with Buddy Hill, man, because he's a Caribbean cat. He's not quite Haitian. He's from the Bahamas, but I gotta go with my West Indian brother, Buddy
0: Hill, man. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with Buddy too, man, because he's he's actually one of the most fun players in the league to watch. Uh, for anybody who's actually paying attention, like he just guy never stops moving. Is a hard worker, and it's nice to see all that stuff pay off this year. He's just had a great year. Uh, game to watch for tomorrow. I'm gonna go first because I always let, let you go for the line of the night first. Uh, I'm going to say right down the road for me, San Antonio at Houston. It's got playoff implications. San Antonio uh, just had their nine game win streak ended by the Miami Heat uh, the other night. It's a big game for Houston too, because they only have a half game lead on Portland for that three seed. San Antonio, as we talked about, is in that, in that five through eight mix. So they need a win too. Uh, I think it's going to be a huge game. San Antonio always plays Houston well. And uh, that's the game I'm looking for. What do you got was my game of the
1: night is OKC at Toronto, if only because in this very same space two nights ago, I told you guys to watch OKC in Toronto and it turned out to be a bomb burner. It was a great game. And I think, you know, and it's good. Again, we're gearing up for the playoffs. And these are two teams that I think are going to go reasonably far. And by that, I mean, past the first round. And I think they have great chances to go into their respective conference finals. And, you know, I want to see how Kawhi is looking down the stretch. I want to see how Paul George is looking down the stretch. OKC has kind of struggled. For the, for the past few weeks, ever since Paul George's shoulder got a little bit messed up, but you know, I love seeing this matchup. Uh, and I think it's going to be another nice game.
0: It was definitely fun the other night. Uh, that's going to be it for tonight or today's show. I should say, uh, make sure you like us at facebook.com slash count the dings, uh, subscribe to the back to back podcast feed. We had a new basketball buds that dropped Tuesday. Uh, the final nerder she wrote with me and coach Thorpe dropped yesterday. Um, Go subscribe to the new mailbag feed, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's going to be dropping today. Um, Subscribe, rate, and review the Black Opinions Matter Monday feed, wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, The Daily Ding, as well as all of our feeds from the Back-to-Back Network, the House of Strauss, and Pack Your Knives. Uh, Thanks again for waking up with us all week. And Waz, do you remember what you do at this point?
1: That ding, that ding, that ding